AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Y'all, welcome to another episode of Checking In. I am so excited that you guys are still rocking with us. Today's special guest, he's an entrepreneur. He is a fellow podcaster as well, an eight-year NFL veteran, including, yes, Super Bowl championship. He was with the Steelers, and they won over the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry for y'all Arizonians. (laughs) But guess what, y'all? He is a champion for mental health for the community. Please welcome Ryan Mundy. 
Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I am looking forward to the conversation as well. As you can see, Ryan, we are seeing more and more athletes speak up and about mental health. A lot of people are even saying, hey, I need some time off to kind of just focus on my mental yeah. health. And you are certainly one of those trailblazers in the area of sports that's letting people know it is okay to check in with your mental health. Now, like you, I remember I personally was at a place in my life that would be considered very successful. Um, I don't know if you know of my journey, but uh, I had to take a moment where I had to go seek out professional help in 2018. I've always sought professional help, but this was different help checking into an actual facility, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I went public about it because TMZ found out. So I said, wait a minute, y'all not going to tell my story. I am going to let me tell the folks that, yes, y'all are right. I am in a treatment facility. I knew I wasn't functioning well. I knew I needed help. When was it for you that you realized you needed professional help? And how did that make you feel? You know, my whole life has been around, been built around taking care of myself. Uh, I started playing football at the age of seven years old, and I didn't stop until I was 31. And so for 24 consecutive years through Pop Warner, uh, to high school, to college, to Super Bowls, as you mentioned, I played eight years in the NFL. Like my whole world was built around sport and also like taking care of myself and like the physical realm. And so I knew how to do that. But when I retired at the age of 31, the backstory there, I was physically injured. I retired because I had a back injury and that physical condition. I don't know if you ever had back surgery. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, it is absolutely terrible. But that physical condition started to affect my mental. I was 31 years old. And for the first time in my life, I was looking at football in a different way. Mm-hmm. And an example of that was like, uh, there was a very rough collision that happened on the field. And I said to myself, wow, that looks like it hurts. And I had never thought that before because I played defense. And when you play defense, your job is to go towards the action, not away from it. And so right then and there, I knew that things were starting to change within me around like my relationship with football, how I view things. Uh, and ultimately and subsequently, like that led to my retirement. And I had to provide that context because that set the stage for like the next chapter of my life where I was like, okay, I knew that football was not uh, forever, right? Mike Tomlin in my my rookie season told me that football is not who you are, it's what you do. And so I always worked to self-identify outside of being like a football football player, but it was really, really hard to do. The best way that I was doing that was like educating myself, got an MBA while I was an active athlete, so on and so forth. And so I was doing my best to prepare because I saw a lot of guys before me have inevitable struggles as it relates to their finances, as it relates to like their family life, et cetera, or just like finding themselves. And I was determined not to be that person. And so, again, when I retired at the age of 31, I felt good. Well, not felt good. I, I was physically injured, but I knew that I was like smart. I was capable, prepared on the educational side of things. And so it was time for the rubber to meet the road. And ultimately, when that rubber met the road, it was like a huge wake up call for me because albeit I was good with my money, albeit I was well educated, I was not emotionally ready for that transition. And and so 
um, I couldn't think my way through that transition and I could not buy my way through that transition. And so I felt stuck, right? I was dealing with anxiety, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I was dealing with depression, missing what I had done for 24 years in total. And quite frankly, just trying to trying to identify what my identity was or who I was. Right. I thought I knew, but I didn't know because my whole life was built around running into people. So it was like, Ryan, who are you when you're not doing that? Uh, and I don't know if you know, but you can't run into people in real life and tackle them. And so, you know, the dynamics were were pretty deep and pretty serious. And it was at that point. Uh, really when like mental and emotional health showed up on my radar at the age of 31. And and it, you know, hit me like a ton of bricks pretty immediately. It's amazing that you say that because I talk to people in sports or people that have worked with people in sports. And one of the main things that we discuss is the identity of that person when that's all you know, that's all you've ever been. Yes, you're a son. Yes, you're a father. Yes, you're a husband. Yes, you're a cousin. Yes, you're a friend. Yes, you're a brother. Oh, that's great. But for years, you even had to sacrifice those titles to just be football. And your identity was tied to that leather that you hold in your hand. And like you said, that is stripped away. So I'm assuming grief, not knowing how to channel that grief, because sometimes when we hear the word grief and grieving, we think it's mourning the loss of a loved one through Mm -hmm. death. No, you had a loss. The career mm-hmm. that you and you probably didn't dream of having to retire in that way. Absolutely not. So you grieving the loss of that anger. Yep. Very, very upset and angry. I was I yep. was done wrong. Yep. Uh, probably not know, having, that, that, was not, that did not feel good. And so I'm, 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 I'm trying to go into your head. And so those steps, grief, loss, anger, which turns into depression. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Again, like I built my entire life on the sport of football and even furthermore, like my family that, you know, they were able to experience, you know, stadiums all across the country, Rose Bowl, Super Bowls, all American games. Like it was a family thing. Right. And even though you made a good point, like, yeah, I'm a brother, I'm a husband, I'm a son, all those things. But like, by and large, they're the relationship that's framed between myself and those other individuals, you know, the glue by and large, a lot of times was football, right? Because it was all consuming, all everything, et cetera. And so I really had to strip it down, right? Because everybody looks at you and says like, oh, you, you know, you made some money or you, you know, you have some sort of like success, right? And things should be fine and things should be okay. And I always tell people now, I'm like, look, yes, money is very important. I'm not here to say that it's not. But I'm also here to say that it does not buy you peace and happiness. Cannot and will not do that. And so it's really, really important not to confuse that because I'm you living even said proof. That you couldn't pay your way through the mm-hmm. transition. You actually had to just go through it. Got to. That's the only way is going through. Can't go around it. Can't buy yourself. Can't buy your way out of it. You have to change happens within. Right. And I had to take that journey inward to really like understand myself for the first time maybe ever, or in a really, really long time. Two things, and then I'm going to pivot back to this point, because I'm sitting up here like, I've always wanted to be on the football field and somebody would run into me at full speed. But I'm like padded. I can see that. But I'm padded like 1,000 extra. <laughs> but somebody said, Michelle, you will 
probably die <laughs> of somebody running into your little tail at full speed. I'm like, well, I just want to know what makes a person just, how, how can they take it? And I not be able to, they're like, they're about 200 pounds more. <laughs> you know. Secondly, as you're talking, not to deviate from these points you're making, did me and you meet somewhere? We did. We met at um, Izzy's restaurant or yep. something like that in the South Loop. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. And I believe we were having, did we have this discussion about alchemy? Um, it was probably like bubbling up within me. Like alchemy is the sum of all my life's experiences. And I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there. But I'm sitting here as we're talking like, oh, I've had a conversation with you in real life, not just on the podcast. Yeah, I'm a real person. Right. I, I had a conversation with you in real life. OMG. Okay, 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 okay. Now, going back to you feeling like, okay, reality is hitting and feeling like you can identify it in other football players. And are you able to kind of warn them and say, hey, it's a possibility some depression is going to set in, some prolonged sadness, right? And, yep. and that was it that for you? Was it called depression? When when I was trans uh, trans uh, transitioning transitioning out? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, you know, we had to put some language to it, name it, identify it, so that we could correct it, right? Okay. Uh, but even with that whole process, and that's why I say, like, you know, I couldn't really buy my way to help. Like, it, I went through, you know, quite a few number of providers before I found one who understood one, me. Okay. So like, it just wasn't like, Oh, go see one person and everything is okay. That was not the case. Okay. So this podcast, the foundation of it is mental health. Getting into that moment when you were like, when was that moment? And you don't have to be specific. When did you realize you were like that? I wouldn't say bad because having depression, you're not a bad person, but it was bad enough for you to say, I need help. Yeah. I mean, I think I was just not feeling like myself and I was recognizing that. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic. So slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And my engagements uh, with my family, you know, my wife, my children extended family members, mom, dad, like even in conversations. And then also I just retrospectively looked at myself. What is my relationship with myself? I was not taking good care of myself. Right. And it wasn't because I didn't know how 
it was because I was just in like a depressive state and didn't feel like it or didn't want to, or just, you know, was just heavy. You know what I mean? Those were like the two real big things that primarily hit me. Like I lost 25 pounds and I'm not a huge guy. Right. So imagine me like losing 25 pounds just solely due to. So some of the physical symptoms were you didn't have an appetite. Yeah, just poor appetite. Yeah, all the above, not working out, not exercising. What I want to hear the listeners in the depression is you can lose your appetite and lose your interest in things that you normally once did. Working out, hanging mm-hmm. out with your friends, yep. eating well. You don't mm-hmm. have that desire to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And again, it wasn't because I didn't know how. Like, <laughs> that's what I did my entire life. And I didn't think that a day the day would ever come where it's like, oh, man, I don't want to go to the gym or I don't feel like going to the gym. Why? Because I was doing it every day. So, like, it was a part of my DNA. Mm-hmm. Right. And then to go from the complete opposite where I'm not doing that at all, where I'm not taking good care of myself. Again, like the physical mental process that was just feeding one another because I was feeling bad physically that was impacting my mental and my mental state was not was prohibiting me uh, from taking any physical activity. So it was just like this really nasty cycle that kind of put me in a really mm-hmm. bad spot. Thank you for being open to answering those questions to tell that listener what this feels like and the steps that you took to, like you said, you got on the phone, got a practitioner, but you didn't, you probably didn't have a match with the first one. So like you said, you're going to go through some practitioners maybe before you like, quote unquote, find the one. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how the system is set up, right? Like it's hard to, really know one what you're looking for right because you don't have a strong sense of what's going on inside you just know that you need help and so even just like starting the process even before that you know around like stigmas like do you do you feel like something's wrong with you mm. or do you feel guilt and shame for even feeling this way and that's prohibiting you from even looking right and then you start to look you don't know what you're looking for trying to like I, you know bumping your head left and right to get to the right landing spot you find somebody and then all these access barriers show up yeah. can I have this like even for me, I was like, man, like therapy's expensive. Like and it costs a lot of money on a regular basis to like take care of yourself in that way. You know, access issues. My therapists have been all over the map. I've had to drive small short distances and far distances. All these things kind of get in the way of like, you know, getting the help and support yes. that you need. And particularly for folks who, you know, are maybe in disadvantaged financial situations, etc. As y'all are listening, I really pray that you are maybe doing some reflection. And I'm not saying everybody that's listening to this episode is depressed, having anxiety or another diagnosed situation going on. So I'm not saying that. But my hope is that maybe you identify things that are going on in a friend or a loved one that you can definitely help them and guide them to get the help that they need. And guess what? I'm going to lead you to where they can possibly get some help because, yes, I read his amazing resume of being an NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion, a fellow podcaster as well. But today he sits in the seat of CEO and founder of Alchemy Health, which is a platform that offers culturally centered therapist led courses y'all and expert guided mindfulness and meditation practices listen y'all black people people of color period but especially black people we needed a focus on mental health right and especially in our community where we are known for sweeping stuff under the rug we don't talk about things or you might be taught if you want to talk about it pray about it 
you mm. know, and um, did you have any of those reservations for seeking out mental health because of that and culture? No, honestly, that's really what really drove me to start the company to really like expand not only the conversation, but like how we think about caring for ourselves. And it, it got to the point for me personally, and then also too for for my family members, like during this whole time of retirement, I saw type two diabetes amputations. Uh, my father-in-law passed away from at an early age from a heart attack. Mm. My grandmother had a stroke. There was just a lot of things that were kind of happening. My grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's and dementia. There was a lot of things that were happening, not only to me, but my family. Yes. And so I'm just sitting here kind of doing some math around like, if I'm going through what I'm going through, my family's going through what they're going through. Professionally, I was in like the startup ecosystem and I would see like, you know, venture capital money go here, venture capital money go there. And it's all like, quote, supposed to be solving a problem. And I'm like, well, okay, I got a big problem here and my family's going through a big problem as well. And I don't see no dollars or no money or no ideas coming to like, to like appropriately go out, go out into the world. So, so that was a context that like, I just knew that I had quite frankly just had enough. And I was like, look, if I'm going through it, then I know my people are going through it. I know my community is going through it. And so that's what gave me like the courage, albeit with all like the, you know, potential negatives or potential setbacks that may occur, even with bringing a business to life, I had to do it, right? Like I just felt like such a strong calling to to execute on this idea. And I haven't looked back since. That's so good. Did you feel that you received any pushback from men, you know, athletes because of that whole macho-ness of sports? No, everybody's been leaning in, quite frankly, like I'm a living, breathing, you know, example of like the power of vulnerability. And like when you just lead and just be real with people and yeah. like kind of cut it, yeah. like there's a connection. And particularly over this, these last few years, like we've all been through something. So don't walk around here and act like things are okay. I because know that's damn, right. Call it yeah, out, Brian. At, at, at some point over the last two years, you, you was like, damn, this shit is crazy. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so like we, we have to kind of get to a place uh, like being real with one another. Uh, and that's what I've always been leading with. Like, I have no problems telling my story. I have no problems like hearing other stories and like just being the, you know, the person that is like on a day-to-day basis committed to helping people work through things. So, so good. So good. You said um, you felt that it was a calling and you have not looked back since. And y'all, that's got to be encouraging for people, you know, who are probably on the verge of starting some type of venture or opening some type of business that no one is doing or it's kind of opposite of what you're known for. And you say you have not looked back. That is amazing. It is. I'm, I'm super blessed and fortunate. You know, we talked about my my sports career. That in and of itself was a dream come true and my life's passion. I did it for 24 years. And so now here I am having those same feelings about what I'm doing right now. So I'm very blessed and fortunate to like, you know, find my life's passion two times. Yes. And so like, and that's what I was looking for. I was looking for something that like I could take all the value and the skill and like the discipline, the work ethic, where can I channel that energy next? And ultimately I found it in alchemy. Listen, y'all assignments change, 
They do. When, when you were in school, we didn't get the same assignment. We had different assignments daily. So imagine through life, as you are evolving and going into different things, your assignment in various seasons of your life will change. And we're so glad that you are walking in your assignment. You were saying that you want to create generational health for Black culture. Do you feel that there are people of our culture who don't take mental health seriously? Yeah, I think there's probably a subset of the culture who may not believe in it. But ultimately, I think the bigger thing to focus on is just we don't know what we don't know as relates to mental health. Yeah. It's, and I think that's just general for like the macro society as well. Like this whole conversation around mental health is literally less than five years old. Like when I was going through what I was going through in 2016, nobody was talking about nobody it. Nobody was talking about it. There was nothing out there. So like this conversation is still relatively new for our country as a whole, but particularly yep. for our community. Yep. And, and, and so like, I'm, I'm extremely mindful of that. That's why we started with like video courses. Like, look, how can we like have the most efficient and palatable entry point for you? For, mm-hmm. uh, this stuff just on your radar. Here, watch and this y'all, video. Alchemy is an app, by the way. A L K E M E, where he's talking about these courses. Y'all, he even has it for y'all Android users. Y'all, <laughs> y'all can download. Yeah. Y'all can download this amazing app. I know. In 2013, I was promoting abroad. AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, 
a military-trained seduction spy, reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The musical that I was touring in, and that mm. was the first time I publicly mentioned that I had been dealing with depression. And with the journalist, Ryan, I was like, certainly this is off the record, or certainly this ain't going to make the interview. I'm promoting a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Yo, it made that part of the interview. Mm. And it went everywhere. Mm. And I thought that I would be a liability and I would be seen as someone because when you when you say no one talks about mental health, some of it is because you don't want to be looked at as crazy or something wrong with this person. Absolutely. Uh, Will she be able to be dependable? Will she be able to work and will he be able to perform? But I'm so thankful. Like you said, I don't care if somebody's calling it a trend. No, it is something that needs to be talked about. Do you think that church culture inhibits this conversation in some ways? I don't know your background with church and, you know. Uh, yeah, I grew up in the church, for sure. <laughs> That's what I say, like, my whole life experience, I grew up very Black uh, in the Baptist church, you know, BT, Comic View. I mean, the whole nine, very, very Black, mm-hmm. uh, particularly as it relates to the church. I think it's uh, it's still a new conversation, right? And just because you go to therapy does not mean that you don't believe in God, Jesus, or what the church stands for represents, right? 
Um, you know, biblically it says faith without works is dead, right? So like we got to start putting some activity to the things that we need in our life and we can't always just pray things away. Yeah. Right. We show activity. We have to like be proactive in that and ultimately have faith and confidence that like whatever we do and we do it with like high integrity and a positive nature, like our steps are ordered to get us to the right direction. Come on. You know we got to put and, Reverend in front of your name. Reverend Ryan, <laughs> you just said the whole word. Yes. Yeah, we got to explain the conversation, though. And uh, yes, we got sir. some plans to really, like, think about that. Okay. You know, some meditation, like, you know, just like warming up the conversation ultimately, because okay. that's what it's about, you know. All right. Well, Alchemy uses the term rooted, rested, resistance through recovery. Can you dive in, unpack that? Yeah, a lot of what we do is like we put on programming for the community. So like you talked about, like our app, iOS, Android, the bulk of our content library is available for free. Okay, We got about 100 assets on our library that are just completely available for you to just like engage with. Okay, But as it relates to like uh, rooted uh, and resistance, you know, like we, we always want to provide like the right language. Uh, for folks to one feel empowered and also inspired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Talk about like rooted, like you're, that means you're in there, and we want people to feel rooted within the alchemy community, so one thousand percent. So a good. lot of things that we'll talk about tomorrow will be around like resistance, will be around resilience, and ultimately giving you the skills and tools to help you live a healthier life. So good. You've also carved out the Alchemy Athlete Coalition, a partnership with athletes, brands, and organizations dedicated to providing mental health resources, education, awareness to athletes. Do you think that there is a worse stigma in sports for men to not share about their mental health needs? No, I I think there is, right? And I think it's uh, particularly with men, a lot of times with me leading this organization, people because I'm a black man, they're like, oh, you're doing this for men only? I'm like, no. But that, I think, speaks to just like how imbalanced the scale is and lack of representation in the space. And I think that stems from not only just the the nature of like how folks are showing up, but more importantly, mm. but like um, as men, more times than not, we don't always have the language or the comfort level to like share how we're feeling. And I think that ultimately creates a stigma around it, particularly for men. And so when I watched the AAC, like I was essentially kind of going back to the raison d'etre why I started the company in the first place. I told you like, you know, mental health showed up on my radar when I was no longer an athlete. I was like, oh, like this is crazy. And through that experience, again, I know that I'm not the only one that goes through that. You know, I always walk around with two really, really big identities, black man to athlete. I will never not be an athlete, right? Like Super Bowl champion always be in front of my name, like all these things. And so like, I just find ways to lean into things that I know and communities that I care about to ultimately affect change. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm curious to know what your thoughts about depression in men. And do you think they mask their depression and anxiety differently from women? And if so, what are things that we as women can look for symptoms in men? Yeah, I think uh, the answer to that would be yes. For sure. Um, Masking it. And again, you know, there are stereotypes and, you know, expectations that I think contribute to that. And then so what would be the things that you can look for? I would say just like probably demeanor, engagement, right? Like even with me, like I visibly look different, right? Yo, are you good? Something's going on. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Uh, Those types of things. But then also too, 
what I really believe needs to happen, particularly as it relates to men and also black men, is just to have like that space, right? Like a lot of times we need room and agency just to kind of be. And when I think about like how we show up in society, we get pulled in a lot of different directions, right? Like there's this desire to be fulfilled from a professional and career development standpoint. There's another pool to like be the leaders of the culture, yeah. protect yeah. women, yeah. etc. And then this third dynamic of just like finding time for yourself, right? Like either like I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm always like, it was explained to me one day, like the day can at times show up as a day of depletion, right? From the time that I wake up, I'm like giving here, giving there, giving there, giving there, giving there, giving there. But like who is effectively filling my cup right outside of me? Uh, and I don't I don't know if particularly black men get our cups filled enough or we have the space to fill our own cup. Right. And space could be like language. It could be, you know, routine. But I do think space is needed to really kind of ensure that we get what we need to be the best and highest versions of ourselves. And not only space, but a safe space. Mm hmm. To be able to share, meaning if someone, could you imagine, yo, I don't, I'm not feeling like myself today. Man, what you talking about? You ain't feeling yourself. You was just at Soldier Field. But that's not creating yeah. a safe space. A safe space meaning space to let what my comment, what I just said, to let it breathe. Just let it go. You know, yep. you know like we say in music, yeah. let the track breathe. Let, my, let, let what I just shared with you, let it breathe. Before we wrap this on up, I have to ask you this because on your IG, you talk about your love for coffee, <laughs> black coffee. I need yes. to know what kind. I love coffee. I got to have my one cup a day. Oh, wow. One? Yeah, because if I have two, <laughs> I'm literally crawling up the walls. I can only do one cup. Yeah. I do love some black coffee, particularly cold brew. That's what I'm sipping on right now. I'm sipping on a cold brew. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have the black cold brew as my my like regular. And I'm either getting that from Starbucks with a shot of espresso mm -hmm, and or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. buy a lot of like canned cold brew from uh, this black owned coffee company, Black and Bold. Okay. So you don't do no... It's just black coffee. Like, you don't do no cream, no sugar. Nah, just black. My dad used to do that. My granny did too. I mean, good coffee doesn't need anything. Like, if Ooh. you put too much cream or too much coffee in there, then it's, it turns into hot chocolate or something. That you know is I mean? true. And I'm trying to keep this conversation not gross. <laughs> we do know coffee to be a natural laxative, especially when you just drink it black. So I'm going to assume... It's important to stay regular. How about it that? It is important to stay regular. <laughs> I, I, I got I got so many jokes on this, but I was like, let me ask a question because I feel like, you know, the conversation of mental health has to be taken seriously. But at times it can be very heavy. Yeah. And you just wrapped up your Black Health Virtual Summit. You had panel discussions on breaking generational cycles and embracing Black self-care. And you also had exclusive meditation sessions. How did it feel? feel to have this virtual health summit it feels amazing um you know anytime that we're able to put someone on for the community and then have like the type of response and attendance and registrations that show up it, it truly warms my heart um right. you know it really just speaks to the work that we do on a daily basis and 
how important it is. And so really yeah. excited about how it turned out. Yeah. Well, we are so excited. Y'all, yes, please. He is sitting in the seat today of CEO and founder of Alchemy Health. And again, like we said, um, it is a platform that offers culturally centered therapist-led courses because there are a lot of people that feel like, well, I want someone that looks like me to provide therapy because I feel like they will understand best what I've gone through, Um, meditation practices, guided mindfulness. And so y'all get into Alchemy Health. It is available right now. Ryan, thank you for being a champion, a champion of mental health. And um, thank you for paying attention to yourself and going to get the help when you needed it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed you this. Got it. I'm excited. And when it gets warmer, I'll be <laughs> in Chicago. All right. Well, you have to let me know. And it's not going to get warm until June. So, but you already knew that, right? Like, I got it. I'm supposed to come there in March for work, but I'm going to be in and out for that reason. But yeah. we'll have to chop it up at one of Izzy's spots. And um, it's sure. so good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you as well. Thanks again for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Take care. Checking in with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. 
Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.